0: yo 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 listen up those of you that know me and that know me well know that breakfast is my favorite meal of the day I'll eat breakfast for lunch, I'll eat breakfast for dinner, I'll eat breakfast for snacks imagínate when I was pregnant oof, I ate breakfast all day for all 10 months, and by the way it is 10 months do the math, alright, yo guys, speaking of pregnancy what came out of those pregnancies were two kids that I bring to school every day and when I bring them to school I pass so many McDonald's's on the way. But there's one that I go to and I go to a little too often than I'd like to admit, but the smell of McDonald's breakfast just sweeps me off of my feet and brings me and the baby stroller inside of the McDonald's and it's just an amazing experience. You know that scent that I'm talking about, don't you? It's the smell of apple fritters frittering and the cinnamon rolls rolling and the blueberry muffins muffining. Ooh! There's so many new offerings at McDonald's that you should totally go and check it out. And who can forget about the traditional stuff, all right? Who can forget about the sausage McMuffins, the egg and cheese, ooh, the pancakes, the platters. The platters drive me crazy because they're so good. It's like a little bit of everything, unchin de tô. And let's just keep it real here, okay? Latinos out loud, we are a judgment-free zona. So it's completely normal to eat the cheese that sticks to the wrapper. We'll never judge you for that, okay? And and who can live without the sausage? It's like a burger for breakfast. It's like a breakfast burger. Oh, delicioso. Are you savoring breakfast the way I am right now? Well, head to McDonald's because they serve breakfast all day, by the way. Ooh, cha, amazing. Thank you so much McDonald's for sweeping me off my feet. You are la estrella del desayuno. On that note, I'm out. Sonoro. Out loud podcast. Oh, Frank, we're not getting arrested, all right?
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus. Are Frank. we in danger? To, are should we, we put in danger? our hands up? What do we do here? I'm going to put my hands up. You know why? Because it's Latinos Out Loud, and Latinos Hi. put their hands up all the time. Huh. Interesting coincidence. <laughs> but anyway, we love to party, not get arrested. Here we are. It's Latinos Out Loud. Guys, all right. This is big. This is beyond big. Mm. This is this is season 10. Wow. yes. Is anybody excited about this or am I the only one?
2: No, this is very, a lot of excitement for season 10. People, uh, a lot of people didn't think we'd get here.
0: <laughs> true, uh, true. Um, yep, yep.
2: We beat the odds. You yes. Know? After season one, it was like, I don't see nine more seasons coming from this podcast. <laughs> That's, that was my father. That was my father. But I mean, I'm sure other people felt that way. And so we, we beat the odds. And, and now, you know, we, we've made it to season 10, which is a big deal.
0: Wow. We're here! It's Latinos Out Loud! We're here! We're back! Hi, it's your friend, still to the end, mm. Rachel La Loca.
2: Alright, what up is your friend for ten seasons, J-Fans?
0: Ten! Ooh. I'll
3: Oof. be your
2: friend for ten <laughs> seasons! All the year through. That's from Greece too, by right? by. So. Uh.
0: And that's it. Season eleven. We're not friends. It's over after uh. season ten. That's short lived.
2: Well, you know, there might be, uh, you know, we might have a, a fight somewhere in the middle of season ten. But we we'll make up by juicy. season eleven. Yeah, juicy, we gotta have juicy. we gotta have people like wondering, like you know, oh shit, are they gonna get back together?
1: You know, so. I right.
0: love that. Love that.
1: What's up, man? This is Frank Spiracy Nib from the Heights, baby. What's up? Hoody,
0: hoody. Yeah to give you a little papa, right there because frank you look great thank you jamie you look amazing let's do it's it it's so good to be here with you guys let's do it i'm so pumped for season 10 it's about time you know it's about time it's about here we time. are
2: it's like it's like coming back to school mm. you know i even have all my pencils and my notebooks and my trapper keepers ready to go
0: <laughs> and i Hello, Thought Shop. <laughs> this is my new thought outfit for school. My first day, dressed like a thought.
2: Mm-hmm. You, you, oh, that's where you shop at the Thought Shop. <laughs> the Yo, thot, shout thot. out
0: to everybody who shop at the Thought Shop because now the Thought Shops are online. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna give them any promo, especially the one that's under a you know a microscope right now. There's one, <laughs> there's one of those Thought Shops online that all the women are talking about. It anyway. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, Thought Shop. Here I am. Now that I'm this size, Jamie, I have to say it's it's a lot easier to find like comfy clothes Mm -hmm. at a cheaper cost. Let's just be Mm. real. Okay.
2: Dresses. So you're dressing for less.
0: I'm dressing for less. I'm dress dressing Jimmy. less. I'm dressing less. Period. And I'm also dressing for less dollars. You know why? Like, mm-hmm. well, actually, that's the same as the first dress for less. I
2: feel like you're about to like you're about to like uh, shout out like a store. And, and I know, right? <laughs> I'm sure, like, this is like an ad. Like, so um, I'm 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 dressing for less, and I want to tell you about this place <laughs> called um, Us that I've been shopping at, and it's really changed my life.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Um, well, I'm not gonna shout out this thought shop per se, but it's in my hood in Spanish Harlem, and it's really great. And here's the real reason. like I'm a mom of two, and these two boys are still very dirty, you know, like they're mm. young and they're they're kind of filthy. Oh. I can't believe how dirty they got at the park today. Today they hit a record. Oh, today yeah? was one for the Guinness Book of World Records for how dirty my kids got in the Damn. park. What they do? They came back looking like Pigpen from Peanuts. Remember the little dirty one that had the like cloud of dirt always around him? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: The one that always... Franklin, yeah, yeah. Linus. Frank- no, this is the dirty kid. The one Pigpen!
0: That... Wasn't his name Pigpen, which is kind of messed up. Everybody else had a normal <laughs> name except for the dirty one, Pigpen.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I always thought he was homeless, but he was still in the school with them, so...
0: Exactly, with all the normal names. Sally, yeah. Charlie, Linus. Well, oh, that's man. whatever. Anyway, yeah, they got mad dirty. So I refuse to buy expensive clothes anymore because they give me the dirt. They transfer the dirt onto <laughs> me. Okay, like as soon as they run to me in the park or like, mommy, mommy, Capri Sun, back, Capri Sun all over my shirt. You know, <laughs> like so I can't unless I'm going to a fancy event like the Latino Film Festival. Oh. I will not.
2: Oh, 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 I will oh. not
0: be dressing in any like expensive threads or unless they're paid for by someone else.
2: So, um so these stores you you shop in like I've seen some thought shops from outside I don't go in oh I'm too shy oh but um I, I see some of these mannequins from the thought shops and they're like really they make these mannequins very lifelike <laughs> like they're yeah. very these these mannequins um you know they they got big Body
1: parts, right? You know, yeah. uptown the thought um, shops uptown are the dopest, man. Up in Dykeman and uh, the Heights, those thought shops, those mannequins make you. I'm surprised you... those man,
2: more more of those mannequins aren't stolen, you know, by lonely guys. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, well, you don't know what happens at night, but I will say, you know, back in the day, the only mannequin I wanted to be like was that film in the '80s that came out. Yes, but now,
1: yes, I remember I that see movie. these mannequins
0: in the Heights, and I aspire to be them, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I want a mannequin's body so bad that I'm like, where do the mannequins go to? Dr to get the surgery too? Yes. And if so, who's your doctor?
1: Put y Colombia, <laughs> Y Colombia.
2: And some of them are headless and you're still like, I still would date if this was, or this mannequin was a real headless person. I would probably still date them.
0: Oh my God, I have a question. Oh my God, I have a question. You know where I'm going, fellas. You know where I'm going. No. I have to ask this. It's not Latinos Out Loud after dark yet. Wow, but, don't but do it, Rachel. I need an answer. I need would an you fuck honest. Us,
2: would you fuck a no, headless but, mannequin?
0: Ew, that's not what I was going to
1: Damn, son.
0: Would that you is- fuck a
2: sleepy hollow mannequin? <laughs>
0: that was not what I was gonna say, but you uh. answered my question. I don't even have to ask it. I was gonna say like, do men get aroused by these Dominican mannequins or dominicans? Should we
2: call mannequins? <laughs> wow, I don't know about aroused. It's not like you can't control, like you know, like damn, yo, like I gotta hide my <laughs> erection, but you're like. You do do a double take. It does It does give you, like, you're double taking and you're like, is this, whoa, what the... Oh, this isn't real. This isn't a real thing. Um, that's what happens to me. And then I respect. I respect the who the mannequin uh, makers they put a lot of effort into making this as lifelike as possible you know yeah mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. frank yeah. do you have anything to add
1: i to think that? the mannequin makers downtown and the mannequin makers uptown are two different like breeds like the mannequin makers uptown the butt on the top is like enhanced obviously mm-hmm. and the mannequin makers downtown don't enhance the breasts on the women downtown <laughs> I don't know. Wow. It's, I don't know what it is. I don't. I get. It. I guess everyone has their little, their little feel on what they like. But the mannequin makers uh, depends on who they're Wait, making it I, for.
0: Who are these mannequin makers, like, honestly. <laughs> and I, I picture this, like, warehouse on Dykeman. Like, <laughs> and then what do they do? They pour the wax into, like, the shell. And imagine that it's just like a hotline. If you want booby girls, press one yes. if you want. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe it's the same thing when it's, like, a mannequin ordering, like, from the retailer. It's just a bizarre industry to me.
2: I think you could even like, you could have a guy, you could be like a mannequin club, like instead of a strip club, (laughs) it's just mannequins, (laughs) naked mannequins, And you know, got a guy out front, yo, we got like all types of mannequins for your pleasure. We got like Dominican mannequins, Puerto Rican mannequins. You know, whatever you want. We, you know, if, you know very old mature mannequins. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be you would get business. There would tenemos be. Tenemos
1: blanquita, would, tenemos chinita, tenemos de
0: todo. De todo, de todo. I mean,
2: we've talked about advanced sex dolls, but I don't even think some of these men out here. I think they don't need the advanced shit. I think a good old thought shop mannequin is good enough for them.
0: <laughs> wow. This is quite the conversation. Jeez. I'm I'm amazed. Wow. And I love it. So your- I hope you guys out there appreciate this too. And Next time you pass by your local thought shop, you know, don't look for too long. You may walk away with something you can't hide. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, fellas?
4: This is a but- public
2: service announcement. This was all a public <laughs> service announcement.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, here's Uh. another PSA, guys. There's something big, talking about big, on the horizon. And it is is the New York Latino Film Festival! (laughs) I mean, this is the part of the show where we interview someone fill in the blank. Mm. Amazing, amazing. And tonight, today, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast, we're interviewing amazing times two. Right now, okay, and then there's a surprise later on, but Aye. amazing times too. Right now, we have the past, the present, and the future Aye. right here. Okay, we're celebrating the New York Latino Film Festival, and I really want to welcome the founder of this incredible festival, Calixto Chinchilla, and one of the filmmakers in the festival this year, Romel Rodriguez. Yes.
2: Clap it up! Yes. What? 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 Clap
0: Stop your car and just clap. Just stop your car and clap. Bring
3: out the red carpet, y'all. Let's do it.
0: I'm so excited. Okay, there's so many questions and so little time. So can I just ask everybody to talk really fast? Is that too much of a a request? Like, let's just get through this really fast. Like, if you could just talk at this speed so we can get all the questions that we want in at once. Because I have a lot of questions for you.
2: (laughs) You good? Okay. It's
0: just that this festival ignites me. It ignites New York City. It ignites the country. Uh, it's gonna ignite the Bronx. So maybe I'm not the right person to ask questions mm. on this episode. But first of all, I want to welcome you both from the bottom of my heart. Like I'm very connected to this festival, and the connections just keep like like spores, just expanding every year. Because for the first time, I'm not gonna get emotional. Mm. But for the first time ever, I'm in a feature film in the New York Latino Film Festival. What? Yeah. Yeah. Written and directed by this guy right here, Romel Rodriguez.
1: Well, Jamie, I'm so sorry for the money I told you that I had on me, and I didn't, and you had to pay for me. I promise you, I will pay it to you by next week. I promise, Jamie.
2: Well, actually, Frank, um, you don't have to pay me that money next week. You can pay me that money right now by using Zelle. Zelle is a great way to send money to family and friends no matter where they bank in the U.S., and you can do it right from your banking app.
1: Wow, I didn't know that, Jamie.
2: Yeah, and it's in over a thousand banking apps. So whatever bank that you go to, I'm pretty sure Zelle is available to use. So Frank, are you
1: you know are you gonna send me my
2: money right now through Zelle or what?
1: Can I send it to you uh, next week, Jamie?
2: Uh, Frank! Last time I lend you money.
0: All right. I'm not going to talk and be boasty here, but like, let's just kick it off with Calixto. Tell everybody how many years has this festival been happening, the impact it has on filmmakers and like what you do, what you created. It's a big question. It's loaded. It's a, if,
4: if we're 21 years old. This is crazy. Anyone? Oh, my
3: what?
4: God. Hey. Old, old enough to drink, Yeah. Oh, Hope you have No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yo. Amazing. It's crazy.
4: I mean, and technically 22, if you count like the year of prep before we got to the first festival happened in 2000. So really, we, we started prepping a year before. So it's like 22 years ago as a company. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy wow. dream.
0: <laughs> and each year, the festival does more and more for the filmmakers. Yeah. So talk about what's new in the 2021 festival. Oh,
4: boy. Well, we, we actually have another announcement that we're about to make that we haven't officially done. Uh, but, you know, course. the more of it is, you know, more films are so actually showing more films than we did last year. Um, and the content is just amazing, like amazing. The films like this is a real competition, whether you're in like a feature narrative to documentary to the shorts, there's heat. There's a lot of heat and mm. we're just thankful that we have a lot of premieres. All of them are just, everybody's just been holding out for us. And I get, you know, I'm really excited. We're actually for this year, you know, it's kind of a little bit the same what we did last year. So all the films, you know, we have a virtual and a physical edition. So for the virtual, you know, you can see the films on our platform. All the films play live. So if you show up late, you show up late. The yeah. films start at the time that they're going to start. But um, to recreate that live experience, we have hosts and they'll be like pre-show to kind of get you warmed up. And then the films will play live uninterrupted and there'll be Q and A's to follow, you know, for each show uh, for filmmakers throughout the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in the live portion, we actually have a hybrid, um, you know, drive in physical version of the festival, which is a little bit different than last year. So last year with pandemic, we were really regulated on what we could do, what we we couldn't do. And this year um, we can, increase the capacity for people not in vehicles. And then just a little bit, we increased a little bit of the the vehicles, but more importantly, there's more seats, physical seats, Mm -hmm. which we were able to add this year post-pandemic. Can I roll up in my city bike on the, to the drive-in? I just want to know. <laughs> you need to park place. it outside. <laughs> okay, I got to park it outside. outside. Okay. You can't bring bikes inside. But gotcha. there's plenty of city parking, uh, city city bike, uh, of oh, those kiosks in the Bronx now. There's one down the, down the block. You can go down my block. <laughs> and stay in the park. hood in the now. The yeah. yeah.
0: And you don't want to rent the bike for the duration of the film. That's another hour and a half. Pay. Unless you are <laughs> riding around the I the know, right? and killing people's chains. But let people. somebody
4: try it. So I'm glad Jamie brought it up because somebody will try it. <laughs> so Oh, yes. right. yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, but no, I mean, just re- we're really excited about everything. And one of the biggest things that we're adding, outside of all these premieres that we've got, we're actually doing a block party what? on Saturday. Wow! Which we haven't really said it, oh. but we're doing a block party that's going to culminate with a concert from Justin Keelix. Oh, dang! it! Oh, we're really going to blow it out Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be a four-hour oh. block party Saturday night. We're gonna, you know, it's gonna be everything we have you know, live performances, games. We're going to have all these interactive igloos that you can go into. It's it's going to be crazy. It's gonna m- be m- and so we're going to uh, formally announce it on our social, like, in the next two days.
0: It's lit, people. I it's mean, my <laughs> morning, is somebody going to open the fire hydrant? or? Just- <laughs> <laughs>
4: I know, right? Somebody Frank has the it.
0: thing. He has it. So bring it with you, Frank, okay? Uh, oh, so exciting. Calixto, yeah. okay, I understand you... Are at the point where you're like hiring all these agencies, yes. and you guys are in the boardroom conceptualizing, talking mm-hmm. about how to make the festival different. Can you bring us under the tent? Let us know what are some of those conversations. What are, what is it like? Is there an epiphany moment where Calyxo's just like, "We need a block party, goddamn!"
4: <laughs> Not that, that it won't work for us. It, it really isn't. It's just really, you know, how do you inspire a community? And you realize, you know, pandemic. You know, not only Latinos were the hardest hit, but this borough was the hardest hit. And so traditionally, the festival always takes place in Manhattan. And when we thought about a drive-in last year, I was like, we got to do the festival. Like everybody was doing virtual. I'm like, I'm tired of it. And like people want to get out. And people don't realize after the festival happened, we got locked down again. Mm. So literally by the grace of God, we landed on the right window. We were able to do the festival and not get out. (laughs) And, um, And so it's it's literally like how do you do it and how you n- inspire people and not you know we can't we can't cancel culture you can't cancel us out and Good. so literally it's just like ideating, you get inspired by the films you get inspired by trying to push it forward um, and really just creatively thinking about how can we market the festival differently what what themes are we thinking about what are we feeling and so you know the festival has an agency on its own but we do talk to other agencies and kind of bring them in and just you know, what are we feeling in the moment? And a lot of it's like the state of the world. Like last year was was about, you know, the lockdown and this year is it's about the revival, that renewal of spirit. You know, mm. if you look at our commercial, our commercial is really about the renewal of spirit uh, during this time in creativity. And so, you know, that was something that we kind of leaned on, you know, for this year. And then with the Statue of Liberty, you know, ripped, we think, you know, in our, you know, our liberties, like, you know, we think about, you know, how much work we have to do and like that kind of renewal and, and reopening. So everything's kind of calculated, like what we think about and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Nice.
0: Well, and I think about it
4: like in random, like I already know what I want to do next year a little bit. Like I kind of randomly think I'll be in the shower and I'll, I'll have an idea. I'm like Okay, I think I want to do it. Wow!
0: How much yeah. fun is that to just have again, like followed your dreams, starting this film festival from the inside of your apartment, mm-hmm. us in welcoming all the filmmakers, the creators, because this is not just a festival for filmmakers. You know, yeah. this is a festival for people like our former intern Jenny Jen, who's now the two time in a row red carpet correspondent for the New York Latino Film Festival. Talk about a pipeline, Latinos out loud, just. Say. <laughs>
4: Okay, But even Ronnie, Ronnie has representation of like, all of our host, host game. Our host game is not to be messed with. Like, all of our hosts got deals or, like, started somewhere, you know, even, you know, we've had so many people, you know, so many amazing hosts you can look back and just as much as, you know, we have a catalog of of film history we have a high a catalog of people history whether that's you know our hosts and folks like yourself to just even attendees like there's attendees i know like yo i came to the festival and i dreamt of doing it here like playing my film here now whatever are you even you as an actress you know you're that story that's you know that so many people can you know i've have, have heard throughout the years um you know, have had similar stories and it's a blessing. And not all these people I know, have these people, you just hear it. And it's just, uh, you know, really a blessing, but it's really like a cultural festival, you know, not so much as like how we put each other on, whether it's photographers that we hire, graphic designers, you know, actors, filmmakers, all of it, you know, we, we even put it off, you know, IG, we're looking for photographers and we get so many people that just respond to us even the trailer like yo you want to do this you know we'll hire you you know it's like how do you get that opportunity pass the torch and pass the torch and that's always how i've lived my life you know
0: i am so thankful i just can't believe like i was your red carpet correspondent i think it was 2009 2010 through those through those experiences i i it just it lit this like spark that I wanna do this. Like this is what I wanna do. I don't know what I'm gonna be doing. And here we are almost a decade later. I'm I'm doing it at a different level, at a different capacity. But I learned so much through the experience of Nilif, And I'm I'm forever, forever grateful, forever indebted. I and and now to be a part of it in my first you know, feature film by Romel is like so full circle. It's like, who who thought of doing this like circle as a shape? Because it <laughs> makes so much sense. Yes, here we are going around and around in this lovely pattern. Romel, my question to you is, well, first of all, congratulations.
5: Yeah. thank you. How, How are
0: you feeling? That's my first question. How are you feeling?
5: I'm on, you know, I don't smoke, but I'm on cloud nine right now. Okay. I feel that. pretty good. Um, But first I want to say thank you to Callisto and his team for um picking super blog. I know there's hundreds of people that submitted and uh, to be a part of that selection is like extremely lucky. Like, the, When the announcement came out, those first four days, my emotions were like completely Serene, like I felt nothing bothered me. Like literally, somebody Gosh. cut into my parking spot, and I felt at bliss. you you, can have you want
0: my car? Take my car, papi.
5: <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, it's it's great. I feel so lucky, and I'm excited that everybody's gonna be there, and then everybody's gonna network and have so much fun. And um, I don't know. I feel good. I
0: feel <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it's, it's genuine, y'all. It's genuine. It, you got to see his face right now, listeners. Like <laughs>
4: he got a cheese, he got a cheese <laughs> chi- smile, yo. A <laughs> cheese
0: smile. But, but t- you're in good
4: company, bro. You you know it. You know you're in good company. You know we've been dropping trailers on our Instagram. Like it's, you're, you're in good company.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. They they all look amazing.
0: They all look yeah. amazing. Nice. So I. Cheer- uh,
5: Oh, I,
2: I don't want Rachel to have to ask this. How was it directing Rachel on this phone? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, this question. I got it. I'm, I'm going on mute. I can't I'm wait. I'm curious. I can't wait.
4: <laughs> I'm she a diva. You're really curious. Well, she was a diva to me. You know. I'm mean, <laughs> You're
0: lucky I'm on mute. I'm going back on mute to curse all you out.
4: <laughs> She might to deal with two agents for that. Uh, Rachel's like, why isn't this
2: red carpet more red? Exactly. <laughs> it, looks, it looks more like a pinkish hue.
5: It's like magenta. It's not red.
4: Magenta? <laughs> no,
5: but seriously, let me tell you something about Rachel. Rachel makes me nervous. Mmm. Okay. Rachel is so professional <laughs> that every time, <laughs> every time we were shooting, she like, but where where is her lines coming from? And I'm just
1: like
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Rachel, come on. We're running short on time. We gotta do this. But um, you no, know, she was so funny and her improv skills are just top notch. I mean, I I've said it many times and I'll keep saying it. These actors, they made my lines a hundred times better. And um, you know, Rachel was there since since day one and she's always she was always there. If I ever needed anything, if I had a marketing question, a branding question, I would always ask her. And um, nah, she was just top notch, top notch. I'm so lucky that she's there. She has an amazing performance throughout the whole film. My, my favorite one is The Kitchen. I told her this the other day because I had to rewatch just to make sure there's no like technical errors. And I was just like I was just like in awe of Rachel and, and what she did. And I've seen the film like thirty times. Wow! So, look, I
2: probably should ask it before the original question, but can you just give us a summary of what 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 your film
5: is about? Sure. Yeah. So, S- Superblock is about a young Latino entrepreneur. He's down on his luck, back against the wall. We've all been there, and um, he finds out his mom is in the same situation, down on her luck, got scanned for all her money, and he needs to find a way to make money. And, you know, some people turn to bad things and some people turn to very ridiculous things, like starting a professional card blocking business. Mm-hmm. And through that business, he starts making money with his, with his best friend who supports him and they support each other. I have those same relationships right now in my life. People, I say something they're like, all right, we're here to help you, you know, we're going to help you do it. And, um, you know, along the way, they, they encounter a lot of, a lot of interesting moments and, um. I love the ending too. Yo, the ending of the movie. Hey! Oh Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I have I'm, to I'm say not spoil it, but like the, the ending of the movie, I just love it. I mean, the whole the whole film is just amazing. So.
4: Oh man. So, To, to prep you out, Romel, because we had a we did an interview with Mark the other day. Um, we have to to explain people what the blocking is so it's really like girl blocking right And <laughs> not <Whoa>. that blocking <laughs> so it's so that it really means like a guy who starts a professional business to yeah. kill off relationships uh-huh. a complete buzz kill so he'll destroy your relationships yes he's a professional relationship destroyer <laughs> basically yeah basically, basically.
0: <laughs> Yo, but I love that you almost start to love him In what he's doing Because it starts to make sense After you see it, the first, second, and third Well, I don't want to give too much away But even I was like, huh, not a bad business idea Just saying, you know mm. what
2: I mean? Which True. is such a bummer when he dies at the end Because
4: it's just like, oh,
3: it's wait Jamie, It's <laughs> J- Jamie! Sorry. It's a comedy oh my
4: goodness.
3: But you know what I've been hearing uh, <laughs> as, you know, as
4: we've been doing uh, press Is that like, we... And and actually, an interviewer said this. It's like Hitch in reverse. Hitch, Will like mm. Smith, but in reverse.
0: Oh yeah. And that was yeah. like that, I was like, a you good know what?
4: Like, I guess you're right. And Mark was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. No, no, that
5: that film was definitely an inspiration. I saw it like twice when I was um writing because if you think about Hitch, there's a couple of scenes where he actually does what Mark does when he's trying to get um even Mendez. Yeah, there you go. He actually does exactly what Mark does for like one or two scenes. I think so. Yeah, it is. It is like Hitch. Sure. cool 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 well, and it's great to see as a latino comedy uh people
2: like it's great to see latino comedy like you know getting an audience you know what i mean um, and just kind of like fun comedy like just you know what i'm saying like old school kind of this this is what this looks like you know like one of these old school kind of just like you know
5: uh crowd pleasing type of comedy movies you know what i mean yeah i mean one of the things from the beginning is that i wanted to not make it just a comedy, but make it very sentimental and just not like a, a, a goofy film. Like, where's right. my car, dude? Like, I really wanted it to have a, a lot of heart.
2: Without a heart, yeah, 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 That's and that's not you know that's hard to balance that sometimes. But like, uh, when you do it, when you when you do it really good, like, oh, it's, yeah. it's great. It's a great ingredient. It's a great ingredient. Put a little love in there. Calyx though. <laughs> In the twenty-one years, has your judging kind of what movies you feel are good enough to make the festival? Has that been? Has that changed? Has it been more refined as you've gone along?
4: What do you What do you think? I think it's changed with the people who are behind it. So, I don't watch everything. I actually don't watch much at all. I probably watch a handful of films. So people think I I don't have the bandwidth or the time to watch everything.
0: It's a lot of movies I have a
4: really good. But we have a really good uh, committee and programmers that look through everything. And so I got to give them the credit. And, you know, because they they look, they debate. We really debate, especially when it comes out like, to the semifinals. And I usually don't jump in until, like, they're close to selection. But, you know, again, you try to keep the themes even. You know, there's a lot of themes we don't like to duplicate. And, you know, what people don't realize is that we we already programmed parts of 21 in 2020 thinking mm. that the recession and all these things that were happening were going to, you know, um, affect, you know, people getting their films out and getting ready. So we were like, okay, we'll save some films for 21. So already 2020, like I already knew what I was going to do in 21, but the selections in 21 surpassed Everything that we thought, like wow. literally, we got more submissions than we thought. So I'm like, we have this, and then we have in 2020, we barely had, we barely could use the content that we put aside. We have, we have so much, so that made it even harder this year in particular because we had saved buckets of, you know, films for, for this year, then. You're, you're just bamboozled you know you're just blown away i was like you're blown away with all these films and you're like oh shoot i didn't think you know um we would get all this content and all these it's we literally just got um blown away so yeah so thankful but yeah i think all of it is like down to the programmers it's not even me It's really the programmers that really think of stuff and put it together.
0: Well, y'all, I'm really looking forward to this experience. I cop my tickets. Okay, there are two (laughs) different... I mean, there's so many different options. There's the drive-in and the VIP experience. No matter how you experience the festival, my suggestion to you all listening right now is to just dip in. If you've never dipped before from whatever walk of life you come from, there is something there for everyone. I don't want to start plugging your plugs, but if you guys want to drop some plugs, now is the time. Where can people get tickets? Rommel, where can people follow your work? Let's just hit them with the horns, Charlie.
4: All right. You go, Rommel.
5: All right. So, well, tickets to see Super Black are up, you know, New York Latino film Festival.com. And uh, you can follow me at Rommel Creates, where I'm always posting about the film. Mm-hmm. and uh, Getting creative with the promo. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah,
4: Edward Latino Film Festival.com. You can also follow the same thing for our IG. Our IGs, you know, we try to keep it always lit. We got amazing films. We got our block party on Saturday. We're opening with Victor Vargas. The entire class, you know, cast for the movie is flying in.
0: Oh, we got La Soga, oh, yeah.
4: La Saga having its U.S. premiere. You know, we just got bangers. Melissa Barrera, she has a film at the festival. Like, just, it's fire. It's fire. Yeah. It's fire. Wow. So amazing. I hope you guys, everybody who hears this, checks it out. There's so many films you can watch even at, in the comfort of your own home from any device. So by all means, um, and, the, and the amazing panels. We got amazing panels. Futuro, we have our Futuro Digital Conference. Yeah. We got folks oh. from Will Smith's company uh, to um, everybody. We really got some highlights some really good people for Futura this year. Nice. Uh, Westbrook it's, it's just tight you know. Dope.
0: I gotta shout out another category real quick which is the documentary category because something else very near and dear to my heart made its way through the New York uh, Film Festival Conduit as well which is a documentary on the Puerto Rican Alliance of Brooklyn College my alma mater. Ooh! I was a member of uh, four years of the Puerto Rican Alliance. I walked into that room because they were really one of the only Latino clubs on campus. And I'm like, will you guys take me in? I'm not Puerto Rican. And they were like, yes. So check out that documentary. It's all about just how these people revolutionized the curriculum at Brooklyn College at CUNY and we're pioneers some of these pioneers were my professors it's amazing check that out in part of the documentary category at the festival I want to thank you both for what you do for our people you like this podcast like what we like to say around here is that we move Latinos forward while making them laugh but both of you are moving Latinos forward in your own rights so thank you seguimos pa'lante we love you I personally love you both. Right, you guys, Latinos out loud listeners and viewers or however you're consuming us, uh, you might be here watching me right now. I just don't know, but we have somebody else amazing for you guys right now. This is the New York Latino Film Festival episode of Latinos out loud. And so we had Calixto, the founder. We had a filmmaker, Romel. Now we have someone who's also very close to the festival because he had many films. He's starred in films. Now he's got his second film, La Soga too, as the closing night film film of this year's festival. Please put your hands together for our friend, Manny Perez. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Hello. No, really? Hello. 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 Yeah. Hello. Thank you, guys. We're so proud Let's go oh, Are so proud of Manny? He's no, like well, our you. hero, yo he was <laughs> so <laughs> funny <laughs>
2: Rachel, you also forgot to mention That he was um, doing movies In Washington Heights Before it was Yes
0: yeah. was The Christ. first year. Yeah, so yeah, we got a movie Called Washington Heights, is, man right Back here, guys Yeah, yeah man here. Here, you here you go Here you go He's ahead
2: of his time that
0: go it? ahead. <laughs> you've been you're a hero to our community, Manny. whether you like it or not, we, uh, they, I mean, Frank for ejemplo, like we didn't need a refresher because we know about your career, but he had to hit us with a refresher of everything you've done and yeah. what you continue to do. So first, I just want to say congratulations on getting La Soga too into the festival this year. Ooh, That's a huge you. Oh, thank you. It's going to be a drive-in experience, right, up in the Bronx. So tell us your sentiment, and tell us about La Soga 2 without giving away too much.
3: Well, no, well, La Soga 2 is my baby. I financed, that I produced, that I wrote it. I acted in it. It's my first uh, uh, film as a director. Um, usually, I write, and I have a friend of mine who who's a, who 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 is my my director. But in this case, I just had to do it myself. It came to the point where. I just needed to, uh, uh, I always wanted to direct, but I just never had Locojones, cojones, lo granos, mm. I would say. <laughs> lo cojones, like, like the Mexicans <laughs> say, to do it. So I was like, well, I'm going to do it. So then I, I basically, uh, for New Year's, it was last year, New Year's Eve, you know, everybody for New Year's Eve, they have their resolutions. So my New Year resolution last year was to make a film. So I was mm. like, I'm going to do it. So I started on, on, January 1st of last year, six in the morning, we were on location in Providence, Rhode Island. And it was like uh, a crew of about 20 friends of mine. And we shot the film in two weeks. Uh, During uh, that, then then came uh, the pandemic. They shut us down. So then, actually, that was a good thing for me because I locked myself up and and me and a friend of mine edited the film. And that took throughout the whole time being locked up. And then this year, basically the other post and the film got accepted Prior to, prior to New York Latino, I got accepted to a TIFF, Toronto Film Festival, which is nice. nice. That's like the biggest thing ever for a Latino film, especially a film that is done with a bunch of friends. So that was a big accomplishment. And since then, I mean, we actually, I'm leaving tomorrow to the festival, driving up. Um, um, they have a lot of restrictions that I'm still going to make. I, I need to be in that, in that big theater, you know? And then when I come back, we we have the drive-in up in the Bronx with the people. Nine. Nine. yeah. What a journey! That's really beautiful. Yeah, no, it's uh, thank you, thank you. It's um, wow. it's been a long journey. Well, part one was ten years ago. And actually, we, we we were the opening night film for Calixto Festival. New York Wait, Latino.
0: espérate, can I tell you something? Because <laughs> let me tell you something. This girl, <laughs> in 2009, interviewed you on the red carpet for La Soga 1. There ay, go, ay, I ay. Was- ay. I was the red carpet correspondent for Nylif and I fangirled you to death. I was like, oh my God, Manny fucking Perez, how's my makeup? Okay, shut up. Hi, Manny. You know, you don't even know what, it go- what it's like. Manny, what are you doing after the screening? <laughs> I mean, it was 2009. I might've said that, but anyway. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, congrats on just the journey. No. Continue. I didn't mean to cut you up. But no, that's just, fine. That's fine. She interviewed you
3: on the red carpet. Nice. That's,
2: <laughs> I just pointing to an older picture of her from the Latino
3: Film Festival. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, that's great. No, thank you. I, I, I listen. <laughs> thank you. It's been a it's been a long journey, and uh, but it's, it's been an, an amazing journey. And and the, the the beautiful thing is that you know we opened the New York Latino Film Festival, I guess two thousand nine, and now we're closing the New York Latino Film Festival two thousand twenty one, which is a great journey, you know, and the character, what I, why I needed to do part two. And I'm actually also planning on doing part three. Wow. The no, thank you. Yeah. The character has a lot of heart and the character needs to come out of his, his shell. Uh, 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 and is a, is a man who's trying to fit into society and forget his past and live a normal life, but his past will not let him, his pa- past is Haunting him, and he mm-hmm. has to face his past. His past, and facing his past, he has, he sort of finds himself. Um, it's really an interesting concept that I that, that it took me ten, ten years to write. By the way, it wasn't like overnight, you know No, it took mm-hmm. ten years for me to like figure out, you know, what angle can I go with this character to make him different than your typical uh, sicario? Because the guy is a is ex sicario, than than your typical sicario. Hollywood bullshit that they do about Latinos. Right. So that's where I went that route.
2: But also the tra uh in the trailer like your character is also he seems like a uh, like a badass, right? You know, and it's great to see a lot like Latino leads gotcha. being the guys who are like, yo, I'm going to you know, I'm going to stop you Or like, you know, you better like watch out for me You know, instead exactly. of the guys who are like Uh-oh, we're in trouble, we're the ones going to get Our asses kicked by, you know,
3: whoever for
2: Steven <laughs> Seagal or whatever <laughs>
3: Exactly, no, exactly I mean, yeah, the character, listen, La is a badass The problem with La is that he's been Locked up for 10 years, hiding yeah. from his past Because he doesn't want to go back To that badass dude But right. the badass dude does come out It Coming has to back. come out, yeah. you know, So, which is great And again, as a Latino actor and as you guys know, I've always got, I play every typecast character out there you can find. And somehow, uh, you know, these people that are writing for us, somehow can find the heart of these, right. what a Latino man is, or what a Latino character is. And I feel like La Soga. the reason why La Soga got into Toronto and why it's in the closing night film for, for uh, New York Latino is because the film has a lot of heart, and I feel like that's one thing that lacks in these Hollywood films. Mm.
0: Yes, I love that, and I mean, I hate to put more responsibility on you, Mr. Perez, but it it <laughs> is. We need you to tell these narratives from your POV because you have the heart. You can't tell a white guy in the writers' room creating a character for Latinos to put corazón, impossible. That's true. Yeah, impossible. It's true. So not for nothing. You
1: got a lot of work to do. You got <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> Manny, you've done a lot movies. I want to start from the early 90s. I was telling Rachel and Jamie, I want to go down really quick. You were uh, one of my favorite series, New York on the cover.
3: Thank you were in you.
1: Brooklyn with uh, <laughs> right. Spike Lee joint, right? We That's were in right. Party Monster with Macaulay Coughlin, Illegal right. Tender, 2007. <laughs> El Cantante and J-Lo, Mark Anthony. That's Bullet true. with Mickey Rourke and Tupac.
0: Oh my That's right. God! Keep you out Your IMDb, by the way. Keep it right. out.
1: Pride and Glory with Ed Norton and Colin Farrell. Right. That's true. But one of my favorite ones, I want to tell you, and you made me very proud as a Dominican, was when you did Veneno.
3: Oh well, thanks, man. Thank Yo, you.
1: Yo, dude, you, you, you. I think right there, you solidified, man, uh, your legacy with that film, I think, you know, and, and his passing so coincidentally, right, in August.
0: Five months, almost five months to the day today, people. Like, April 6th, 2021, the man passed. Away. Yo, I saw that yeah. film,
1: man, and you got it down to the details and in the times. Uh, we were uh, at the premiere then.
0: in New York. Just yo, back. yeah, oh, we all right. went. It <laughs> was any like, great.
1: It was a great movie to see with, a, with an Manny, audience. Manny, tell us what that project was for you because I, 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 in my heart, I believe it was a passion, pro- a passion project. Tell us what that project was, please.
3: Well, you know, I, I grew up in the DR. I grew up in a small town in Una Loma, called which I think everybody knows, where I didn't have water, I didn't have shit. But we did, on Saturday afternoon, we had a TV, a black and white TV. And on Saturday afternoon, that shit turned on when the light came on and I was watching Jack Veneno. Mm. And I'm like, wow, local, And people thought, I, to me, it was like, <laughs> yo, a super fucking, he was Batman. Superman. And I was like, wow. Then I moved to the United States. You know, wrestling sort of died out there. Then I did a film in the DR called, I de Ajayu where I had a beard. And it was actually the first time I sport a beard, because usually I'm very clean-cut. They get privando and, and pretty boy. But, it, <laughs> but, but I, w- I, I wore a beard. And so the, one of the, the producers of Jack Veneno, he had the rights to Jack Veneno. He's like, wow, this dude looks exactly like Jack Veneno. So he gave me, he, he called me up He's like, hey, man, you know that you look like Jack Veneno? I'm like, really? He's like, yes. I'm like, I don't look the shit out, because I forgot what Jack Veneno looked like. And I'm like, oh shit, I do like a Javier He's like, hey man, I want to hire you to play Javier Nano. I'm like, you kidding? He's like, no, I'm serious. So I went to the, uh, we met in person and the guy was real. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Cut to um, uh, 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 a year later, I went and met with Jack Veneno, the wow. real deal. And I was like, oh my God, there's wow. the guy. And he looked so much, well, I should say, I look so much like him from the cut on my forehead everything. The difference between him and me is that his way of speaking is very different than mine. He's very articulate, very p- precise when he speaks, uh, uh, takes his time. And me, hablo hablo con it was a big difference. So I had to study his form of speaking, his way of standing to him. It was like, everything was, was, um, 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 precise and everything was uh, I look down at you because I'm bigger than you, and that's just the way he 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 um, expressed himself throughout life because of you know his 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 the way people looked at him and the way I looked at him too. So then I had to learn that, and that took me. I studied that man for four years without him knowing it via YouTube, and then in person we hung out for like a month, um, and I just recorded his voice and everything. So as an actor, that was like the biggest. Character to play, why? Because the guy is real. People know who he is. So people are gonna judge me saying, yo man, you didn't do it like him. Mm. So, I mean, it's crazy that the best compliment I got was his son, they were like, dude. You look exactly like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> look exactly like my dad. So that was a great compliment, you know? And, and as an actor, I felt like that was a big achievement um, because I have to be honest to him, what he is, what he stands for. Um, And that was just hard to do Because as an actor I love to improvise And you can't improvise To what his line is Mm. I can't add an S When it doesn't belong there I can't add an E When it doesn't belong I have to be precise To how he speaks So it's crazy man That was like the One of the best journeys ever But the hardest journey to do
0: Wow! so incredible. I kind of remember the film that the movements, but the choices were very precise, almost yeah. like, like planned and robotic. And then that scene with him in the chair. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Again, one of the luxuries of being a host here at Latinos Out Loud are these stories.
5: Oh. Right?
0: And then I dialed back to so when we saw the film, I'm like, wow, Manny, you no. studied a man's life for a month and mimicked his mannerisms and acted out, you know, the words and
3: like, Performed. Yeah. That's no, no. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. It was. Uh, it was a. It was a beautiful journey, but it was hard to do. Plus, I had to gain twenty five pounds. Wow. The, the dude is like the dude is a yeah. beast. Did you did you, yeah, the, did you do did you do
1: did you do the wrestling scenes also? Man? I did
3: most of the wrestling scenes except the ones where the dude is jumping up and down. Wow. That was we I couldn't I couldn't. That, help. That's I like a, a super right. fly.
2: That's a Jimmy super <laughs> <story. laughs> like, I, I ain't gonna, gonna do that. I'll they later. actually
3: they actually got these dudes from Mexico to come and do it, A professional dudes, you know. Yeah. But everything else I did except flying up and jumping up and all the crazy <laughs> stuff. Wow. Hey,
0: can I ask you another banana question? Sure. Yeah. Might be personal, and if you don't want to answer it, it's okay. That's fine. I just want to know, as an actor, as a performer, and how involved you were in the film, and having met him, how did his death
3: impact you? Well, it you know it did, in know well it did because we got really close, and I got close to it to his family as well, and uh, it, it, it hurt me uh, in that moment, but. Then I thought about his suffering because you know he's been suffering for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys knew, but he had a, a, a cancer, and oh. so he suffered. He's been suffering for many years. So in a way, I was like, okay, well, I guess you know maybe he's relieved, but but then again, you know, his, he's 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 living a fa- leaving a family behind. So you know, in a way, it's like. uh, uh I felt for him and I guess I felt for his family more because they're, you know, th- they're going to miss him more than anyone else because yeah. they, you know, they knew him more than I did.
0: But also how lovely is it to have seen a film made in your honor, your story before you pass? Like Exactly.
3: This? No, that was beautiful. So As a matter beautiful. of fact, you know, he's in the movie uh, for yeah. about 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And the day that we were shooting that scene, there was a huge, we had like 100, 200 extras. He walked in. Everybody stopped and they started applauding for this man. Wow! Everyone, wow. everyone, I mean everyone. Um, yeah, it was. I mean that that was. The, I think that was one of the most beautiful moments that we had on set with that guy. Wow! Yeah, it was beautiful.
2: You're also the director of La Sorga too. What how, you know, and and you shot you shot it in in two weeks. Um, as a director, actor and and lead actor, what are some of the challenges of, with that? And, and how do you maintain the balance being behind and in front of the camera? Yeah, no, that's, mm. a,
3: that's a great question. I gotta tell you, it was one of the hardest things. besides doing Jack Veneno. This was the second hardest thing in my life, but I enjoyed it. I, I, I love to push myself, push my, to see where I, where, where I can take whatever craft I, I'm learning to a different level. And I gotta tell you, the process was hard, but I learned so much from it. And I'm one of those types of actors that I I will never look at a take. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, it's done. Let's move on. (laughs) Directors always like, hey, man, you look at this. I'm like, nah, dude, whatever you got, if you feel it's good, it's good because it's up to me. We'll do it again, again, and again. I'm just one of those actors. Mm. But, get this, but doing my own thing, I had to take a moment to look and see. But the the great thing about me is I follow my gut. And if my gut tells me, while well, I'm in the moment, if I felt it, it's there. That means it's there. I'll just look at it for, for the sake of the camera angle. But the craft, the acting, it's there. Because I yeah. felt it. And also, I also were the actors. I rehearsed with the actors prior to shooting it. So when we got to the set, they already knew exactly. We spoke about the moments. So they knew exactly what to give me. And the emotion, the emotion to give me. So um, it was, um, we rehearsed it enough where I felt comfortable with him. Um, 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 and the, 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 once you see the film, there's a, a, a character of El Calvo. This is a beautiful actor, amazing actor, out of the Bronx. That I I I, I don't want to say I found him, but I, I found see. him. No, <laughs> <laughs> so we I worked with that dude for about a month on, on that on that scene. And you got to see you see that scene. I mean, that dude steals the movie but I love them for it. I mean, I love them for it, you know? Um, um, so yeah, I'm very, very picky when I'm directing and very precise of what I want from an actor. So, and then for myself, I was like, okay, if I don't feel it, that means I got to do it again because I got to feel it. And I always believe in that. And that's why I guess when, uh, when I'm doing other films and the director's like, hey, come and look at it. I'm like, no, dude, I, is it good? Okay, good, then let's move on. Because if not, I'll do it again. And again, and again, until I feel, you know what I'm saying? So it gets a little tricky. It gets a little tricky. Uh,
0: Can I talk to writer Manny for a sec? Because I could (laughs) be talking to director, actor. If I can just get writer Manny, just for a few seconds, Sure, sure. (laughs) Okay. So writer Manny, uh, (laughs) we have have fun here, Mr. Perez. I love it. Um, Writer Manny, I'd like to know more about your process. I'd like to know, is there a setting? Is there a lighting? Is there a desk? Is there a cafe? Or, or mm. what is it that
3: sets you up for your most creative writing? That's so funny. Mm. I'm going to give you this whole thing back here. See, you have La Soga there.
5: Yeah. yeah. Uh. Posters,
3: posters. Anyway, this is my space. This is where I get creative. But the funny thing is I get creative around five in the morning. It's crazy. Wow. wow! I get up at three in the morning, get this. This is crazy. I get up at three in the morning and I have um, these applications. right? Let me just show you. This, this really is interesting. I have these applications called uh, uh, talk and uh, voice. And all. So what I do is I record. I wake up at three in the morning and I record uh, ideas that I have. And like, for example, you guys should hear this. This is like, I'll just give you a random. Can you hear this? Hold on. I'm going to, you You can hear this, right? Hold on. This is me at three in the morning, talking to myself. Hold
0: on. I can't wait for this.
3: <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm so excited. This is exclusive.
3: Sound <laughs> you know I the <laughs> 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 You owe it to in Plum Bay. that's me that's me at three in the morning reciting a line i'm like this would be a great line wow. so i record i record myself i record this because i have this by my bed and then i wake up and i'm like oh shit i gotta write that down and that's part of like that's part of a line where i'm like at three in the morning writing that because i woke up and it hit me at three in the morning i woke up and wrote it and that's yeah, It' would be, be funny switch. if
2: somebody was with you, but they heard you like speaking in the bathroom, it's like, man,
3: are
0: you okay, Manny? <laughs> <laughs> Estoy tratando de dormir, coño. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ¿Con qué tú estás hablando?
3: Este maldito ¿Qué loco. qué tú estás hablando, loco? Hilarious. Anyway, so yeah, no, the, the process of writing, I actually enjoy a lot more than, I guess, than, well, I enjoy all three, but writing to me is where I explore more, and it takes me, it's a longer process. Like with part two, it took me from 2011 to 2019 in the process of like, I have the idea. I I, I know where the characters go. I, w- I know what I want to do with the character. I know what I'm trying to say with the film because I feel like, you know, the, the, the directors are directors like, fuck it, let's just shoot a film because for the sake of shooting a film. But the question is, what are you trying to say with the film? Mm. What are you trying to say? Is your character trying to say? I feel like that is a, that really matters to viewers, um, you know. So, yeah, so I'm that type of guy. You know, I get very into, like, what am I saying with this film?
1: Through your producer, Lane, so to speak. Yo sé que tú haces mucha producción en Santo Domingo. Habla a mí de la ley del cine en Santo Domingo and how has that made the, the productions in DR, you know, and how you've used it in your productions and so on and so forth.
3: Oye, man, la ley del cine, it's, it's God's gift to the Dominican uh, in, uh, film industry. Uh, why? Because it makes it easier for uh, 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 local filmmakers there to raise, get money and shoot their film, whatever film they wanna shoot, um, which is great. So basically the latest thing, works this way. If you have an uncle who owns a Pepsi, owns, uh, owns a, a company, and he and every year he pays taxes to the government in the DR. Right. So now you as a filmmaker say, Hey, tío, mire tío. Yo quiero hacer una película, tío. Necesito dinero. El tío está pagando uh, 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 taxes to the government. The government allows el tío to give 25% of what he's giving to that filmmaker. Mm. So if, if el tío is giving... I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars, take twenty-five of that, give it to a filmmaker, he makes his film, then the filmmaker might need more money. So he goes to another padrino, hey padrino. <laughs> and then that's how it goes. And it's it, it's great because um the government gives El Tio El Padrino a certificate saying you already paid your tax, but that money was given to me as a filmmaker to make my film. Wow, which is beautiful. Wow. So I I say I I am I'm blessed. That I'm living the moments of La Ley de Cine right now.
0: Can the same people who made the Ley de Cine make the Leyes de abortion up in the DR? Just Ooh. like. There you go, baby.
3: That's a good <laughs> one.
0: That's pretty smart. But the
3: people who are doing the abortion laws are pretty stupid. There you go. I'm with you 100% on that one. Yeah. Sorry, I had to interject. Sorry. No, that's Richard. great. And we should also go to fucking Texas and smack some motherfuckers around. Aye. Yes. yes!
2: I, I, I think I, La Soga 3, I think. <laughs> I think we have a movie. I think we have the, the trilogy done. David.
0: Yes, <laughs> Jamie. Yes! Oh, my God. Manny, we we are... We got to wrap up. Uh, we could talk... Oh, to- no, oh, wow. no! Well, what do you want us to do here? I mean, what do you want to talk all night? You want to go bon out and eat the I would love if you could tell everybody how they could follow your work, okay. how they could see La Soga if they don't live in Toronto or New York City. La Soga. Okay,
3: to- perfect. Well, no, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. You can follow me at Instagram, uh, uh, Manny Perez One. Uh, that's it, Manny Perez One, and Instagram and Twitter. And I always write about what I'm what I'm doing. La Soga Two uh, will be the closing night film, the seventeenth of September next Friday uh, uh, at the uh, up in the Bronx with so the people are fresh then yeah. we then from there we're going to another festival in Rhode Island and from there we're going to another festival in DC October 9th and 10th wow Then then we might have news because the film might be coming out pretty soon but wow. I was still trying to figure that out but yeah it's uh, nice. we have an idea of you know it's, it's gonna come out pretty soon.
0: Well, right. thank you so much for being on the show and for everything you're doing. Congrats on all your thank success you. and cheers to much much more. We love you here at Latinos Out Loud, Manny. We will see you again really soon. So Amen. thank you for being a pioneer in the space and teaching some of us how to do it. Okay, thank you, you so much. It's a pleasure. Keep the torch a- lit So thank you, thank Manny Perez. Gracias,
3: gracias. Gracias. <laughs> Gracias. Thank you, <laughs> <Maddie>. <laughs> Thank you, brother.
2: <laughs> this festival is is kind of like we. I feel like we grew up on this festival, yes. right? Yes, like, yes, yes. This is forget Sundance, forget uh, <laughs> Telluride.
0: Well, i will going to the sun and tell you how to ride there. But I'm just, you know, they're all great festivals. But you're right, Jamie. The New York Latino Film Festival is like a family reunion. Yeah. Mm. It, every year, with the exception of last year, because it was the pandemic, uh, and it still happened, but I think they did a lot of virtual stuff. But what does the New York Latino Film Festival mean to you?
1: I don't know. I guys always tell you, uh, the festival, when I started my career, um, I mean, it just so happens um, that I met Mike, and uh, Mike shot his first film, uh, Juan Bago, and like that first year he met Calixo, and it was in the film festival, and it was just, it was really weird. And when I went to Dominican Night, uh, and, you know, at the festival, I met all these creatives that were not just Dominican, we're all Latinos. And it just transformed my whole life in terms of, you know, just the business itself. And then from there, I met you, Rachel, and I met you, Jamie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I uh, I can't just say I love Calixo, You know, he's always been there for me. Even last year when we went through our shit and, you know, on the podcast with Tibby, he's the one that always calls, man. Yeah, He gives me a call. No texts. It's like, you know, he's old school. He calls, man. And I love that guy and his perseverance and seeing how he last year made the festival happen when, you know, shit was shaky all over the place was just amazing. So um, it's it's my it's my home. I always tell everybody, like, if mm. it wasn't for the festival, I wouldn't be here. So that's what the festival means to me, you know.
0: It's beautiful. For <laughs> to me, it means
2: community, right? I feel like there, uh, you get a lot of community and specifically a, a creative community. I mean, uh, I think before the festival, I don't know if I knew anybody in the field of entertainment, of movies, of, you know, and, and it was one of those things where I just helped out, um, The I think the first official festival, and I met so many people just in those, like those three or four days. Uh, and it was just, um, you know, it, it was great to just kind of see people my age doing stuff uh, that I wanted to do, um, creative creative ventures that I wanted to do. That you know, you know, you, you kind of question if you'll ever do it. And when you kind of, when you're in that kind of, uh, uh, that world, um, you feel like anything's possible. So I met a lot of really great people that I still know, people that I've seen kind of like rise to other levels, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just great to see Latinos, uh, being represented in the entertainment industry in Hollywood. Right. And so yeah. New York becomes Hollywood yeah. in, in, in that mm. week of mm. the festival. And not only that, it becomes Latino Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's great. And, and look at the longevity. I mean, something that lasts 21 years is, is you know, is not something that is, it, it's something that is important. Right. Jamie,
1: yeah. what year were you on that billboard?
2: Yes, I also did. Okay. So um, I also did an ad campaign where I was in some of the commercials. Um, What year was that? 2001? I I don't even know. I want to say early 2000s. Let's keep it at that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But it was great because I actually was in the commercials in the movie theaters, too. Like Like for the people that get there super early, like you had to like it was pre- it was pre-trailers. Uh, you had to be there, like, when the lights are still not dim yet and there's still, like, music playing and they usually have trivia. That's when they played the commercial. But I literally, that was, like, the one and only time I was, like, 20 minutes early to see a movie so I could see my commercial. A <laughs> shout-out to, you know, um, you know Calixto, who's, who's the leader of it and all the other people I've met. And we're talking about Calixto, who, you know, um, this episode we are going to talk to the one and only mm-hmm. Calixto, the, core. the core, the um, he's Mr. Latino Film Festival himself, and this is kind of like a yearly thing. I don't know if we didn't do it last year because maybe um, uh, you know, because uh, everything was happening in the world. But before that, I think he was coming pretty much every year, giving yeah. us an update on that year's festival. So he's doing the same in this episode. He's gonna yeah. break us break down everything you need to know about this year's festival, including Rachel's big, big uh big role. Oof. Um, my
0: big screen debut. Yeah, my screen baby. Debut my full-length feature big screen debut, I guess. Yes. Wow. Jamie, you you speak so eloquently. That was so well said. New York becomes Latino Hollywood.
5: Right.
0: You're right. I to the festival to me well, first of all, I have to I have to echo both of your sentiments and that it's so exquisite and, and such a unique feeling to be in a room full of similar creatives and then add on the common denominator of us all being Latinos. It's incredible. Mm. It's incredible. It's a union. It's a bond. It's eclectic. We're supporting one another. We're putting each other onto things that maybe we didn't know about beforehand. But if I had to like coin the festival as something of what it means to me, is it's a catalyst for careers, for friendships, for goals. Like, I feel like you walk in there and you walk out inspired to create. Or Mm. inspired to build your network, or inspired to be in a commercial campaign, or be a red carpet reporter like Jenny Jen, our former intern. Yeah,
1: the red carpet reporter, two years in a row,
0: and former guest Catherine Nunez. Shout out to Catherine, who was part of the hilarious clique. um, Yeah, is is also a a red carpet correspondent. So wow! If I could just look back real quick, like you know, we talk about it a lot. The interviews that Bago and I got to do on the red carpet, being their reporter correspondence for two years in a row, like that opened up a whole space of interest for me.
1: I've been looking at the poster behind you. (laughs) What year were you on that poster?
0: Okay, this poster is from 2009. And shout out to Liz Gardner because this was the poster that was hanging on the 23rd Street uh, bus. Yes, I remember. And so she asked me if I wanted it at the end of the festival. And I'm like, do I want a 24 by 36 inch poster <laughs> of me? Yes, of course. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I've had this on display in my apartment throughout various rooms in this apartment. But now it's on what you guys are calling the Rachel Shrine, which is not, it's not shrine <laughs> Rachel Shrine, goddammit. It's just a couple of my accolades and awards behind here. Shit. But anyway, you're gonna see me burning candles on like a live <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyway, um, but the film festival, it's only right that we dedicate episodes to what was, uh, you know, just a proponent in all of our individual careers.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Major proponents. So I'm really excited. Should we get this underway or what? We got mad people to interview, not just Calixto. There are some surprises baked in, right?
2: Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, we got some surprises. Un- unless you read the um, the episode description. Oh, um, yeah. Beforehand.
3: That's true. Good point.
2: <laughs> then you won't be surprised. It won't be a surprise.
0: But... <laughs> no. So, yeah, there you go. That's smart. So don't uh, read it. If you don't mind, just don't read the show notes. show notes until after the show.
3: If yeah. that's okay. We told you we yeah. had surprises. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um, we wanna thank uh, the, our guests, uh, the one you knew about, Calyxo Chinchilla. Yeah. <laughs> um also um Romel Yeah. Rodriguez, uh, director of the film that Rachel is in. And yeah. blocked. Super blocked, and of course, the one and only Manny Perez. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And um Frank and, and
1: because of Frank You know every movie That he's been in Come on wow. man He's a he's, he, Come on He's shows. Dominican From the Washington Heights area I mean he's from Boston But he's he's Washington Heights All the way man
0: He's from Rhode Island I think Yes right? yes Boston's But he rests Wash Rhode Heights Island. He rests
1: Wash Heights All the time
2: you know Those are the interview I mean we actually Like really We asked him about Every job that he does <laughs> On a set It's like so tell us about acting, directing, producing, writing. It really
0: was like an interview, but not like an interview in that sense. It was like a job interview. <laughs> Damn, did nah. we lay it on too thick? I feel bad, nah. bendito. No,
2: nah, it flowed, it flowed, it flowed. It was, a, it was a good interview. And a great way to, to start season 10, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: So great. Definitely, bro. What a great episode, and I'm so excited. I'm even more excited for the New York Latino Film Festival now, you know? We got some intel, some BTS, some stories, yeah. and now we see the film. Oh, I can't wait for La Soga 2. Um, well, I want to thank everybody. This was a great return. Yup, so make sure you get your tickets at NYLatinoFilmFestival.com. We got hours. We're going to be in there, driving, yeah. drive by, uh, VIP, what? all of that. Um, and there's some virtual events going on too. If you're not in New York, you can totally experience this festival and feel the jolt. Um, I want to thank everybody who came through, all the listeners too. And now we have a few more shout outs and then we're going to wrap this up, right people?
2: No doubt. Yeah, I mean uh, saludos siempre to suhoyero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. Believe it or not, getting gas lit can happen anywhere, even at your J-O-B. Ooh. Yes. This week, Yero is sharing the signs of being gaslit and how to avoid the people doing it. Ooh. So visit Yero.com for the whole story. Wow. Yeah, that's some serious stuff.
0: Yo, 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 you guys. Latinos i is part of Sonoro Media. Our team, big shout out to producer supervisor Paco de Pablo. Ooh. What's up, Paco? Paco. Producer Mitzi Hernandez. Yeah. Hi, Mitzi. And our editor supremo, Augusto Martínez. Mucho gusto,
2: Augusto.
0: Oh, that was a good one. We love you guys at Sonoro. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, we're back. Feels so good to be back. Thank you for joining us. Hit us up at We Are Latinos Out Loud on IG. We are reading those DMs. I have to say, the minute they come in, we read them. So hit us up, uh, personally. You know where to find us. Rachel La Loca, Jay Ferns, Nibs 0125 on Insta. And we're so glad to be back. Okay. On that note, look, even my dog is crying. <laughs> on that note, we out. <laughs>